Welcome back to the Fiorella Files. Next, our library tour leads us to the classics and the must-read because Chesterton would read section. And this most hilarious, naughty, infinitely readable and re-readable classic, Decline and Fall. Let's face it, featuring Evelyn Waugh on my programme was an accident waiting to happen. I was always going to do it sooner or later. But I've chosen Decline and Fall over possibly his weightier and more famous books like Brideshead, like the Sword of Honour trilogy, because I actually think that Evelyn Waugh's comic novels are increasingly underrated and they are a very, very good read. So I'm going to be looking at Decline and Fall But before we do that, I've chosen a passage from Decline and Fall to read to you today. Part of the reason as well that I've chosen this book is that this is a slightly heavy going episode. You know, you've got Partisan's Diary and a rather serious book to finish with. So just enjoy the naughty humour of Evelyn Waugh for a bit. Mr Sniggs, the junior dean, and Mr Postlethwaite, the domestic bursar, sat alone in Mr Snig's room overlooking the garden quad at Scone College. From the rooms of Sir Alistair Digby Vane Trumpington, two staircases away, came a confused roaring and breaking of glass. They alone of the senior members of Scone were at home that evening, for it was the night of the annual dinner of the Bollinger Club. The others were all scattered over Boar's Hill and North Oxford at gay, contentious little parties, or at other senior common rooms, or at the meetings of learned societies. For the annual Bollinger dinner is a difficult time for those in authority. It is not accurate to call this an annual event, because quite often the club is suspended for some years after each meeting. There is tradition behind the Bollinger, its numbers reigning kings among its past members, At the last dinner, three years ago, a fox had been brought in in a cage and stoned to death with champagne bottles. What an evening that had been! This was the first meeting since then, and from all over Europe old members had rallied for the occasion. For two days they had been pouring into Oxford, epileptic royalty from their villas of exile, uncouth peers from crumbling country seats, smooth young men of uncertain tastes, from embassies and legations, illiterate lairds from wet granite hovels in the highlands, ambitious young barristers and conservative candidates torn from the London season and the indelicate advances of debutantes. All that was most sonorous of name and title was there for the Beano. The fines, said Mr Sniggs, gently rubbing his pipe along the side of his nose. Oh my, the fines they'll be after this evening! There is some very particular port in the senior common room cellars that is only brought up when the college fines have reached £50. We shall have a week of it at least, said Mr Postlethwaite. A week of founder's port. A shriller note could now be heard rising from Sir Alistair's rooms. Any who have heard that sound will shrink at the recollection of it. It is the sound of the English county families baying for broken glass. Soon they would all be tumbling out into the quad, crimson and roaring in their bottle-green evening coats for the real romp of the evening. "'Don't you think it might be wiser if we turned out the light?' said Mr Sniggs. In the darkness the two dons crept to the window. 
The quad below was a kaleidoscope of dimly discernible faces. There must be fifty of them at least, said Mr Postlethwaite. If only they were all members of the college. Fifty of them at ten pounds each. Oh my! It'll be more if they attack the chapel, said Mr Sniggs. Oh please God, make them attack the chapel. Right, well you all know Evelyn War. Did you know he was, in fact, Arthur Evelyn Sunjan War? Let me say that again. It's such a gloriously old-fashioned English name. Arthur Evelyn Sunjan War. Born in 1903, died in the 1960s. In the bathroom, I gather. Of course, he's one of the most famous writers of the 20th century. Certainly one of the most famous Catholic writers. And... I think his writing is still very, very enjoyable. Obviously, as that passage shows, the satire has dated because the world he was satirising has gone. But I still think it makes a very pleasing read. He did work for some time as a schoolmaster before he became famous as a writer. And Decline and Fall is clearly drawing a lot on his not especially happy, I suspect, period of time as a school teacher. I gather that the character of Captain Grimes in Decline and Fall is based on a real character, a rather dodgy schoolmaster he worked with. In fact, when I read a biography of Evelyn Waugh, I was really shocked by this person because he gets quite a lot of space in this biography because he did have this huge influence on Evelyn Waugh and was the inspiration.